greetings, greetings, greetings. Today's read is going to be a read that's near and dear to my heart. I am a an absolute nature lover. I love it. Even the, the parts that make me squeamish, like the bugs. I was gardening the other day and saw the biggest worm ever. It was so thick and juicy. It was gross. But um, I have respect for nature and love for nature, and I love to just be out in it. And there's a specific aspect of nature that's important to every single one of us. Whether you consider yourself a nature lover or not, you still need water. Water is an absolute necessity for life. And apparently there's been a decades-long drought in the area surrounding the Colorado River. And, and it's been becoming and has become a serious concern. So today there has been a deal made with the states that the Colorado River runs through. And I'm going to get into an article that provides details about that particular deal that was made. That water source apparently is the water source for about 40 million U.S. citizens. Very important. Let's get into it. This article was found on the ABC News website, and the headline is What the Landmark Colorado River Conservation Deal Will Require of States. It was published today, Monday, May 22, 2023. The Biden administration has reached a landmark deal with states dependent on the Colorado River to conserve water amid the decades-long drought. The three Colorado River Lower Basin states, California, Nevada, and Arizona, will be required to conserve an unprecedented 3 million acre-feet of water through 2026, the United States Department of the Interior announced in a press release today. The deal is voluntary among the three states and will prevent the need for federal intervention to mandate cuts. Last month, the United States Bureau of Reclamation proposed a plan to cut water allotments to states to combat dwindling water levels along the Colorado River. It gave the seven Colorado River states the options of no intervention, allowing the states to come to their own agreement, cutting the amount of water released from the Glen Canyon Dam based on water rights, with California being the priority, or water cuts spread evenly among the states. The Interior Department is temporarily withdrawing the draft Supplemental Environmental Impact Statement, SEIS, proposal published last month in light of the state's voluntary conservation proposal. Representatives from the seven Colorado River Basin states have agreed to the submission of the conservation proposal and have requested the proposal be fully analyzed as an action alternative under SEIS, according to the Interior Department. The department will conduct a full environmental impact assessment 
before officially accepting the plan it announced. The plan also says that if reclamation's predictions for Lake Mead expect it to fall below 1.025 feet at any point in 2024, 2025, or 2026, the states will have 45 days to propose a plan to protect the water levels in Lake Mead. If they do not come up with an acceptable plan, the department will be able to intervene. The Colorado River Basin supplies drinking water to 40 million people in the United States, ooh, as well as two states in Mexico. That's a lot of people. Fuels hydropower resources in eight states mm, and remains a crucial resource for 30 tribal nations. Wow as well as agriculture communities across the West, according to the Bureau of Reclamation. Mm. The proposal comes as a decades-long mega drought has reduced water levels in the Colorado River, Lake Mead, and Lake Powell, the two largest reservoirs in the world. I didn't know that. It's at record low levels, y'all. The federal government aims to build long-term system efficiency and prevent the Colorado River system's reservoirs from falling to critically low elevations that would threaten water deliveries and power production, according to the White House. Officials commended the lower basin states for demonstrating leadership to achieve the substantial water conservation. Today's announcement is a testament to the Biden-Harris administration's commitment to working with states, tribes, and communities throughout the West to find consensus solutions in the face of climate change and sustained drought, Interior Secretary Deb Holland said in a statement. The agreement was the result of months of negotiation. The according to the governors of California, Nevada, and Arizona. As the West remains on the front line of climate change, it will be imperative for lower basin states to ensure the long-term sustainability of the Colorado River system for decades to come, California Governor Gavin Newsom said in a statement. The state leaders acknowledged in a joint press release that the work isn't over with this agreement and the threats to the Colorado River will continue past 2026. The cuts will have an immediate impact on the stability of the Colorado River system, and the extra rain and snow from the atmospheric rivers helped provide enough flexibility for states to agree to the cuts, the Arizona Department of Water Resources announced. Thanks to the partnership of our fellow basin states, and historic investments in drought funding, we now have a path forward to build our reservoirs back up in the near term, said Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs. From here, our work must continue to take action and address the long-term issues of climate change and over-allocation to ensure we have a sustainable Colorado River for all who rely upon it. This proposal does more than just protect elevations in the system's major reservoirs, Lake Powell and Lake Mead. Arizona Department of Water Resources Director Tom Bushkatsky said in a statement, 
It builds critical elevation in both reservoirs. The vast amount of water conservation will take place in exchange for about $1 billion in federal funding. How much did the president give Ukraine? $14 billion? I think we needed that money here, but... The Interior Department has pledged $281 million for 21 water recycling projects, up to $233 million in water conservation funding for the Gila River Indian community, more than $73 million for infrastructure repairs on water delivery systems, $71 million for 32 drought resiliency projects to expand access to water through groundwater storage, rainwater harvesting, aquifer recharge and water treatment, and $20 million in new small surface and groundwater storage investments. Wow, climate change. I'm looking at the pictures of the Colorado River and the before and after the effects of the drought. It's very noticeable. Wow. So the question that is on my mind and probably the mind of anyone listening is what will happen if the Colorado River system doesn't recover from this historic drought? And there's another article that speaks to that also on the ABC News website. This was published on April 19th, 2023, written by Julia Jacob. Here's what will happen if Colorado River system doesn't recover from historic drought. The Colorado River, one of the most important river systems in the country, is drying up at an alarming rate. The issues surrounding depleting water levels along the Colorado River Basin have become as heated as the arid climate contributing to the moisture-sapping mega-drought persisting in the region for decades. Despite an extremely wet winter that eased the effects of the long-standing drought, regional officials and environmental experts are expressing concern over future severe dips in the water supply and other ramifications dwindling water levels could have on local economies and human health. The Colorado River is now considered the more endangered river in the world by conservation nonprofit American Rivers. An ample water supply is a critical component of human health and public safety. Sinjin Eberly, Southwest Region Communications Director for the nonprofit American Rivers, told ABC News. If there is not a healthy environment, we don't have healthy drinking water supplies and we don't have healthy ecosystems, and we don't have habitat for wildlife, Everly said. We don't have sustainability, and we don't have certainty in the water supplies. The Colorado River is one of the most important systems in the country. 
The Colorado River Basin supplies drinking water to 40 million people in the United States, as well as two states in Mexico, according to the Bureau of Reclamation. It also fuels hydropower resources in eight states and remains a crucial resource for 30 tribal nations and agricultural communities across the West. The river system supports 1.4 trillion of the annual U.S. economy and 16 million jobs in California, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, New Mexico, and Wyoming, equivalent to about one twelfth of the total U.S. domestic product economists at the University of Arizona found in 2015. More than 90% of the country's winter leafy greens and much of its vegetables are grown in Yuma, Arizona, the state that would experience the most drastic water cuts under current regulations. Lake Mead was producing 25% less hydroelectricity as its elevation reached a record low at 1,067 feet in December 2021. The reservoir was dangerously close to hitting dead pool status when water levels are too low to flow downstream to generate power. Last June, as surface elevation measured in at just 1,043 feet. This past March, water levels in Lake Mead measured at 1,046 feet, according to the Bureau of Reclamation. Dead pool status is not far in the future and could possibly happen this decade. In the event of five or six consecutive dry winters, Zach Zobel, risk scientist at the Woodwell Climate Research Center, told ABC News, if the West is not diligent in learning to live within the water system, it could have serious ramifications on other sectors, such as the semiconductor industry in Phoenix, a billion-dollar industry that provides tens of thousands of jobs in Arizona, Arizona, Eberly said. Without water from the Colorado River, Arizona's gross state product would drop by more than $185 billion in a year, and the state would lose more than 2 million jobs, the 2015 report found. In addition, electricity bills and water bills have the potential to skyrocket, and the region will need to consider building infrastructure for other power sources, such as solar and wind, Everly said. Even more alarming is that water could get so low that it cannot be pumped and delivered to the states, communities, and agricultural industries that rely on it. Richard Frank, professor of environmental practice at the University of California, Davis School of Law, told ABC News. The dip in water levels is widely due to climate change. Mm. Over the past 20 years, the West has been undergoing a substantial period of drought, much of it driven by anthropogenic or human-caused climate change, according to experts. For every one degree Celsius in temperature rise, flow along the Colorado River has dipped 9.3%. Scientists with the United States Geological Survey announced in 2020. This has led to the depletion of 1.5 billion tons of water, much of it's 
much of is lost to evaporation or lack or melting snowpack, according to this study. The Colorado River has about 19% less volume than in the year 2000, Eberly said. By 2050, that number is expected to drop to 30% less than in 2000 if temperatures continue to rise, he added. The Colorado River is over-allocated, experts say. In 1922, the Colorado River Compact divvied up the river's water as to how the water supplies from the Colorado River and its tributaries would be allocated among the seven states that rely on it. The upper basin states were established as New Mexico, Utah, Wyoming, and Colorado, while the lower basin consists of California, Nevada, and Arizona. Two states in Mexico, Baja California and Sonora, were added to the compact in the 1940s. However, the amount of water that was apportioned was not consistent and exceeded significantly the amount of water that was actually available, even by 1922 standards, Frank said. There were overestimations of how much water there would be to allocate among the states, Frank said. So it was a flawed premise to begin with. At the time of its inception, those in charge of dividing the water resources assumed they were working with a 17 million acre foot river based off an extremely wet period in the beginning of the 20th century, Eberly said. These days, the river is closer to 12 or 11 million acre feet, he said. When the contract was signed, there were only about half a million people living in the basin. Fast forward to the 21st century and a population explosion in the region with three of the largest cities in the country that rely on the Colorado River, Phoenix, San Diego and Los Angeles has grown that number to more than 40 million, Everly said. Climate change over the past century has only worsened the inevitable problem, Frank said. So, we have an additional challenge of less water availability at a time when we're when we are attracting more people who want to reside in the Southwest, Frank said. That's a problem. Even in the absence of climate change, the Colorado River would likely be in decline due to the population growth. One year of heavy precipitation isn't enough to solve the problem. At the start of the fall, the visual evidence of overallocation combined with years of severe drought was striking along the Colorado River system. Prominent bathtub rings showing where water levels once were could be seen in Lake Mead and Lake Powell. Parts of Lake Mead were so dry that human remains began to emerge in riverbeds once covered in fresh water. Then, as winter rolled in, an amazing and completely unpredicted an amazing and completely unpredicted series of events occurred, Eberly said. A series of atmospheric rivers essentially rivers in the sky that collect moisture from tropical areas and redistribute the water to other latitudes, have been pummeling the West Coast with an influx of precipitation since December, bringing round after round of heavy rain and snow to the parched region. Nature is amazing. 
The snowpack is amazing, and in some ways, it kind of takes the foot off the gas in terms of how dire things could be, Eberly said, but added that water levels could just as easily dip to record lows a year from now if urgent measures aren't taken to conserve water. In the future, the trend will be for greater, longer, more protracted droughts interrupted occasionally by periods of plentiful rainfall, scientists say. This year will be an important case study on how much of the water that was lost in the past five years from the largest reservoirs can be recovered, Zobel said. If things can't recover in the good years, then the situation is still not looking good for the future, Zobel said. Climate scientists don't expect many average years of precipitation anymore, Zobel said. Instead, what will likely happen is either all of the precipitation will come at once or none at all. What is referred to what is referred to the boomer bust precipitation pattern, he said. While atmospheric rivers are expected to occur more frequently as global temperatures continue to rise. Oh, that's where they come from. Relying on the uncertainty that these events could occur again is not an adequate management strategy, Everly said, especially since climate scientists expect snowpacks to trend much leaner in the future. The influx of moisture into the coast has not yet been added to the water supply in the Colorado River system, but it will once the snowpack melts, the expert said. In the sub-basin near Durango, Colorado, the snowpack is about 180% above normal levels, Everly said. That will bring a lot of water into Lake Powell and Lake Mead eventually, he said. The immediate steps needed to maintain water levels. It will be up to the federal government to step in and encourage a tightening of water usage and address the imbalance between supply and demand, especially as the population in the Southwest, the fastest growing region in the country, continues to implode. The policy needs to include major water cuts, especially to the agricultural industry. It would be magical thinking to assume that water from the Colorado River would be indefinitely available for the lower basin states. Officials may be coming to a consensus that too much water is leaving the Colorado River system. On April 11th, the United States brief I can't get it out. Ah, quick break. This article was written um, prior to today's unprecedented deal, and now I'm fully understanding why the deal was so very important. Okay, continuing to read. On April 11th, the United States Bureau of Reclamation announced it was considering a landmark proposal that includes scenarios to conserve water by reducing the amount of water released from Glen Canyon Dam or cutting water allotments evenly among all the lower basin states if basin states don't find a way to conserve 4 million acre-feet of water by 2024 or roughly 20% of current water usage. A directive made by Bureau of Reclamation Commissioner Camille 
Kalimlim Tutan last summer. We're in the third decade of a historic drought that has caused conditions that the people who built this system would not have imagined, Tommy Boudreaux, Deputy Secretary of the Interior Department, told reporters on April 11th this year. Conversation among states to reduce water without federal intervention have become very fractious and difficult, Frank said, adding that Mexico's entitlement further complicates matters. The Interior Department will have the ultimate say, Frank added. The Biden administration will also be providing a $15.4 billion billion investment to enhance the West's resilience to drought, which will include reducing water demand, maximizing water resources, and protecting the communities along the Colorado River Basin. Some of those solutions should include the modernization of agriculture industry systems, which uses up to 80% of the water supply in several regions, the experts said. Water concerns are so rampant in Arizona that the city of Scottsdale cut off water delivery to Rio Verde Hills, an affluent neighborhood on the outskirts of the city. We have to address the imbalance between how much water there is, how much water there is going to be, and how much water is demanded for various aspects of life, like agriculture, drinking water in cities, and for recreation and water for the environment, a key component of the sustainability of human health and public safety across the basin, Eberly said. If the problem isn't solved, lack of adequate water supply will have a profound effect on communities and businesses in the West and the nation overall, Frank said. What does Tom Cruise say in Mission Impossible? Hope is not a strategy. (laughs) That is facts. For full context, I am providing logistical information that I am reading from the Wikipedia site about the Colorado River. It is located in the southwestern United States and in northern Mexico. The 1,450 mile long river, that is 2,330 kilometers, drains an expansive arid watershed that encompasses parts of seven United States states and two Mexican states. The name Colorado derives from the Spanish language for colored reddish due to its heavy silt load. Starting in the central Rocky Mountains of Colorado, it flows generally southwest across the Colorado Plateau and through the Grand Canyon before reaching Lake Mead on the Arizona-Nevada border, where it turns south toward the international border. After entering Mexico, the Colorado approaches the mostly dry Colorado River Delta at the tip of the Gulf of California between Baja California and Sonora. Known for its dramatic canyons, white water rapids, 
and 11 United States national parks. The Colorado River and its tributaries are a vital source of water for 40 million people, an extensive system of dams, reservoirs, and aqueducts divert almost its entire flow for agricultural irrigation and urban water supply. Its large flow and steep gradient are used to generate hydroelectricity, meeting peaking power demands in much of the Intermountain West. Intensive water consumption has dried up the lower 100 miles of the river, which has rarely reached the sea since the 1960s. Native Americans have inhabited the Colorado River Basin for at least 8,000 years, starting around 1 AD. Large agriculture-based societies were established, but a combination of drought and poor land use practices led to their collapse in the 1300s. Their descendants include tribes such as the Puebloans, while others, including the Navajo, settled in the Colorado Basin after the 1000s. In the 1500s, Spanish explorers began mapping and claiming the watershed, which became part of Mexico upon its independence in 1821. Even after most of the watershed became U.S. territory in 1846, much of the river's course remained unknown. Several expeditions charted the Colorado in the mid-19th century, one of which, led by John Wesley Powell, was the first to run the rapids of the Grand Canyon. Large-scale settlement of the Lower Basin began in the mid to late 1800s, with steamboats sailing from the Gulf of California to landings along the river that linked to wagon roads to the interior. Starting in the 1860s, gold and silver strikes drew prospectors to the upper Colorado River Basin. Large-scale river management began in the early 1900s with major guidelines established in a series of international and U.S. interstate treaties known as the Law of the River. The United States federal government constructed most of the major dams and aqueducts between 1910 and 1970. The largest, Hoover Dam, was completed in 1935. Numerous water projects have also involved state and local governments. With all of their waters fully allocated, both the Colorado and the neighboring Rio Grande are now considered among the most controlled and litigated river systems in the world. The most controlled and the most litigated. Interesting. Since 2000, extended drought has conflicted with increasing demands for Colorado River water and the level of human development and control of the river continues to generate controversy. Mm. There's a lot more to read. You can do so on your own on the Wikipedia website. Bottom line, it's important to a lot of people that uh, the Colorado River be Colorado River water be conserved uh, properly.